podcast episode eight and i've got three words ain't we great (laughs) it is i it is i k j big bones johnson and to my right it is what are you this week what are you this week? I don't know. You're the you're the the man of the millennium. You're the you're the you're the J two J. The double J. Mm-hmm. You are just John. Just John. How's it going, my man? Pretty good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Episode eight. Yeah. Episode eight. It's punishment time. How, mm-hmm. how many do you have? There's <laughs> <laughs> a punishment episode, all right? We're reviewing, <laughs> we're reviewing Saturday night's main event, the very first the debut episode. episode. Yep. Yes, yeah. Back in all the way in 1985. 37 years ago, John. Yep. What were you doing 37 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Not born yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Years enough. from being born. Surely yet. you had some ideas percolating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No? No. My eldest brother wasn't even a, a born. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you guys were a bit slow on the ball, but you made it. Got here. <laughs> In the end, we're happy to have you. My brother at the time was not born. He was about a few months away. Yeah. Uh, this is a sh- low fucking years ago seriously this was god damn many moons many, many moons. fucking moons thank you very much for tuning in and joining us for this edition of the colossal tussle podcast we hope that uh, you'll enjoy this episode i know that i'm going to uh, <laughs> and john it's been a while my friend yep it has been a while since we have tackled the news of the world the news of today, moving out of the 1980s, the 1990s, we're coming back into the Friday <laughs> of 2022. All right, we need to discuss some news. We need to discuss what's happening in the wrestling yeah, world. Yeah, a lot of shit happening in the wrestling world. Exactly. Very exciting times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... What is, I mean, you have probably the biggest news yeah. that, that's come out of yeah. these last couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely the biggest news and one of my favorite news of the week so far. Mm. Um, AEW, New Japan, they're hosting a joint pay-per-view, I think, June 26th. Yep. Uh, called Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been speculations of it for, mm-hmm. you know, Ever since AEW started. Mm-hmm. So to see it actually happen is 
you know, one of the biggest news of the year so far. Certainly. Definitely. Certainly. And I think it's about time. Uh, this might be a little bit of a surge of momentum mm-hmm. that uh, AEW needs. I mean, they, they, they've been building like small step by small step. Um, and they've and they've got like a good crop of talent going with them because yeah. you got to imagine there's going to be some ROH presence as well as AEW, of course. And yep. then you have the New Japan business like... They've got a pretty good uh, crop of talent going into that battlefield in June. Yeah, I feel like uh, from a storyline perspective, both companies aren't at their peak at the moment. But just, you know, based off talent and dream matches type of thing, Mm. that alone is going to, you know, probably sell out whatever venue they, they put this in. Yes, yes. Well, it's supposed to be in Chicago. So, oh, uh, that's yeah, yeah, that's so a sellout. Right? Yeah, they're going into their home base, <laughs> yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. I know. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening in New Japan, all right. I am an Nobody English does. speaking gentleman, <laughs> I am a man that watches the English speaking wrestling, okay. Yep. All of that Japanese, Lapanese. They're gonna come over here and they're gonna take our jabs. Oh no, but to be to be fair, I'm, <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan of New Japan, and even I can say that not much is going on over there. Like they're at a very stale place at the moment right now. Like interesting. Even New Japan fans aren't really happy with the direction they're going. They're kind of trying to clean things up a little bit. So. Yeah. That's why I'm like, from a storyline point of view, there's nothing going on here. Gotcha. People are mostly excited for, you know, the, the all the dream matches that, that could happen, you know. Fair enough, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Do you have a dream match in mind? Is there something that you wish to see come to fruition? <laughs> yes, I, I've, I've been waiting for this match since, you know, fucking since I was back in high school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which is uh, CM Punk versus Kenta. CM Punk that you know his finisher the go to sleep of course Kenta also uses the go to sleep so Mm -hmm. it's been a dream match for wrestling fans for years and years yes and Kenta's even gone on Twitter after the announcement was made and kind of thrown some jabs at CM Punk so hopefully he can take a break from the hangman page direction that they're going with right and give us like that little that little dream match especially since it's in Chicago all right all right Yeah. yeah Well, I mean, that would be a huge match. Oh, my God. I, I think that would be great. You have a lot of different things, you know. Uh, hopefully, Kenny Omega is able to make a return by that point. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, at least for just a match. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, to have a crossover show of this magnitude, it would be odd. It yeah. would be weird without Kenny Omega making a present. Especially since he basically made his name over there in New Japan. Exactly. So. He's, he's got the highest rated matches. Exactly. Uh, the most yeah, ridiculous star ratings of yep. all time. His uh, tag team partner is still signed to New Japan. So yeah, it's still, yeah. So, you know. And all the work that he's done here to make his name over in the Americas. Exactly. And even like most of the times when they talk about him here in, in you know, mm-hmm. North America and all that, you they can't leave out his new japan storyline so it's like he has to show up at, even if it's for like a promo or something yeah, yeah well i'm actually i'm excited to see the people that 
probably aren't going to be like getting a look in. Like, I want to see what an MJF can do with a New Japan guy. Yeah. I want to see what a Sammy Guevara can do with a New Japan guy. You know, like, I, I, I'm very interested to see, will there be any female presence? Will there be any female presence? This is something that you really got to think about here. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Probably not. Right? <laughs> Probably not. You know? Um. You know? Again, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they throw in one or two, but yeah. like, does new? I I sound really ignorant. I know. Does, does New Japan <laughs> have any women they on their roster? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually they have to bring in from other promotions, but well, yeah, maybe they will do that. New Japan has has no women. Okay. ROH. I don't think has they, any. They're supposed to. They're, they're, supposed, they're supposed to, to. but they they haven't yeah. fully because they're working built with, that division. Yeah, yet. they're supposed to work with like Maria Canellos. Yeah, yeah. To, in order to get some female. And work. you know, AEW's female division isn't mm. the greatest. So I don't think you want to bring any of those. Maybe like a Thunder Rosa or something. But yeah. I feel like the crowd that's going to a New Japan AEW show, mm-hmm. I don't see any females that would interest them in going to you know going uh watching that you know yeah. so i also kind of find it interesting that it's only going to be happening in chicago you know what i mean like like the the thing that i'm thinking of because with this aw new mm-hmm. japan crossover like it immediately takes my mind back to like the wcw new japan shows yeah from yeah. way back in the in the day that used to take place on new japan's turf but they would also do shows on American soil. Yeah, like do like a double. Yeah, double right. Thing. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if this will be a one-off situation or if they will announce, hey, we're gonna actually go and do a New Japan event as well. Yeah, like yeah. we're gonna go across to Japan and have a. Because I know that a lot of AEW wrestlers do show up in uh, New Japan Strong, which is like New Japan's version of. Yeah. Like you know, their American territory type of thing. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they're using that as like the hey we yeah. we showed up on your now <laughs> you, know. you owe us yeah <laughs> even when you know New Japan hosts like you know American shows yeah, I think they did one a couple weeks ago where mm-hmm. where uh, Will Osprey faced uh, John Moxley so yeah. I'm not sure if that's counting towards the deal mm-hmm. or if there's still like a proper AW New Japan show that's going to be held in oh. Japan because. Osprey versus Sammy Guevara. Come on. I'll tell you the possibilities for great matches are I don't even Man. know how they're gonna fit this into like a one night thing. That's that's what I think. Yeah, like that's be... that's why I'm thinking, you know, like doing doing two shows, yeah. one here, one there might be in their best interest. But I mean this there's is way too much infancy. talent to put of you know, course, yeah, because AEW in... bought everyone in America. <laughs> <laughs> and New Japan has all of the all of the Japan <laughs> and parts of Europe and so, parts of Europe. So it's so. like um, all the best wrestlers right now are kind of affiliated with either brand. Yeah. So there's so much shit you could do with this. Yeah. So it's much. Incredibly exciting to speculate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, who knew that like five years ago we'd be talking about not only. A huge American wrestling company, but not just a huge American wrestling company, but one that is now partnering with things like Impact, yep. New Japan, purchasing ROH and having a merger with them. Like they are creating this 
indie juggernaut. (laughs) (laughs) And it's doing what I think the NWA wishes it could have done. Like, sort of like Vince in his early days when he was purchasing just territories here and there and shit. So this this is a very exciting time. I do think, though... It's starting to get a lot. Like it's it's gonna become a lot on Tony Khan's plate. Yeah, because yeah. you know, just juggling one promotion is enough. So now, also buying ROH, also doing this joint venture with New Japan. There's a lot of shit going on. You know, if you've ever watched a, a episode of Dynamite or Rampage, yeah. they try to pack so much stuff into those episodes. Yeah. Because they have such a huge roster and they want to give everyone, you know, they don't want to have anyone in catering for too long. So there's so much. Like, I think I I was watching Dynamite the other day and I walked up to go get a glass of water and missed like 30 (laughs) promos and shit. So, you know, he he needs to figure out like a better balance for all that shit because it's starting to become a a lot. Mm And I mean, he is starting to let the contracts of a lot of people expire now. Yep. And yep. so I think he's starting to realize <laughs> <laughs> that he kind of needs to slow his roll a bit. But, you know, then he goes and acquires a whole new promotion. <laughs> so out with two, in with 30. Exactly. This is his time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, and he's trying to, like, kudos to him for even trying to give everyone like uh, uh, some time on tv yeah but yeah this is this is way too much <laughs> this is way way too much stuff if you ever heard um uh excalibur kind of run down the matches for <laughs> for the week like he's, you would swear he's about to pass out from like he's, he's damn near out of breath i'm so telling like, you man damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exciting stuff. We're, we're waiting with bated breath to hear more. Yep, yep. Um, but I thought this would be a pretty good segue into into another thing here. Um, you know, the always controversial, the always uh, you know stirring the pot. Yes, trolling Eric yes. Bischoff. Uh, for the half question, how do you feel about Eric Bischoff? Do you like Eric Bischoff now? Do you don't like Eric Bischoff? I, I like Eric Bischoff because for most, uh, like most of the times when he does, you know, go on his like Twitter rants or I think his podcast rants or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, his podcast is, is great. Like he gives yeah. really great detail of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he does give like really good insights on on like the backstage uh, stuff that went down back in the days. But most of the times when he does say shit, there's a little bit of you know, like it makes sense to a point, right? Yes. So like it's not like a Jim Cornette where it's just like hate to for the <laughs> fuck evading, right? Like he's just saying stuff to get under people's skin. Like Eric Bischoff yeah. when he says something, even though. It might piss a lot of people off. Yeah, it like it makes sense at the end of the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a great point because of what I want is uh, to talk about this little nugget of information that he said on his podcast. Um, he was talking a lot about the state of the wrestling business. He brought up Impact, saying mm-hmm. that they were hardly in the wrestling business, which is. Uh, <laughs> Again, harsh, but also true. Uh, Including impact in the conversation for televised wrestling is silly. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you gotta love my But dog. the main point of discussion here, and because we, or at least I do, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of the wrestling community, associates AEW quite closely with uh, with WCW and the way that they use yeah. it. Yeah. He says that AEW is flatlining in terms of uh, viewership and in terms of quality and such like that because they're staying at at least a million to under a million mm-hmm. uh this past AEW dynamite as a matter of fact drew in just under mm-hmm. a million and about 900 and so thousand fans mm-hmm. approximately so yeah I, I think it would be a good discussion point for us to have seeing as we are both quite heavily AEW fans yeah, yeah. you are just a wrestling fan in general <laughs> uh <laughs> Do you believe that AEW's quality, along with the numbers, are in fact flatlining, or are you saying that uh, you know maybe you're you're jumping the gun here? Maybe you're presuming a bit too early. Yeah, I think he's he's jumping the gun just by a little bit though, because mm. I do think that AEW is going through like a little stale period, mm. but that's because they're you know every week they're bringing in a bunch of new talent, so you know from a storyline point of view it's kind of hard to you know write the all these storylines as you're also bringing in people so i guess for the moment right now the like with their storylines it's a bit kind of stale and it's mm. kind of like a bit like he's a good wrestler he's a good wrestler let's just put them together yeah. but i feel like once because i know tony khan did say that you know he's almost done purchasing <laughs> uh talent almost <laughs> almost <laughs> so you know hopefully once he gets our the roh situation and fi- figuring out what wrestlers that he's gonna send over to roh and once rampage gets a little bit more stable in mm. what wrestlers are gonna be rampage wrestlers which we're already kind of seeing with yes. hook and isaiah swerve scott and mm-hmm. team taz and all that stuff yeah so I think right now it's it's a bit stale and it's a bit kind of, you know, fans aren't as excited as they were before. Mm-hmm. But I think it's this is just like a little low period and, and they're going to pass it. Yeah. I think also what messes them up too is that, you know, and this is like a great problem to have, but also it's, it's still a problem is, you know, having these five-star matches like at every one of the shows because we saw during you know the wednesday night wars or whatever (laughs) (laughs) you know classic period exactly you know we saw nxt put on basically a tv pay-per-view almost every other week yeah and even they got stale as well because you know once you're not building any storylines and you're just like here's a great wrestler here's another great wrestler they're just gonna wrestle yeah you know, sooner or later, fans are just going to be like, okay, but where's the, you know, mm. where's the storyline? Where's the stories? But mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I find it very, very interesting to watch AEW at this mm-hmm. moment because, like, I feel like they're expanding almost too fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of the same as WWF back in the, in the eighties, you know, and, mm-hmm. and WCW as well, when they purchased Hogan and then just started purchasing all of Hogan's friends. <laughs> 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 that they go through this period of aggressive expansion. Mm-hmm. But um, they they wind up becoming quite stale at home base, um, which 
happened with WCW, like, brought in all of Hogan's friends, got really stale in the NWO, and that's, like, their saving grace. And WWF, to a lesser extent, because they were more capable at, you know, bringing in these talents and and keeping fresh. AEW, on the other hand, I think... Other than, for me, the Blackpool Combat Club that's there, I'm not finding very much interest in anything else because Mm -hmm. I think the the quality of the show, wrestling-wise, is superb. But to to your point, I think the story portion of it is a bit lackluster Mm -hmm. in, in a lot of different places. Some places they're bang on, as I say, the Combat Club and... Uh, to a lesser extent, MJF and Wardlow, yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing pretty good as well. But otherwise, yeah, it's feeling quite empty. And <laughs> I think they've got, what, Dark Elevation, uh, uh, Dark, the Rampage, yeah. AEW, uh, Dynamite, uh, the, you know, whatever other show they fucking got. Yeah. <laughs> to, to only have like a few, like two noteworthy storylines and the rest be kind of hollow is very concerning because <laughs> the, the 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 thing with uh, wwf back in those days that they kind of were able to push past you know what aw is going through and what wcw's went through yeah is that when with wwf it was like hey these are our guys these mm-hmm. are our top stars yes we don't care who we purchase yeah. <laughs> These are top guys, and sometimes it works. Sometimes, you know, with the yeah. whole invasion thing, we saw it kind of like land flat on their face, but they stuck to their thing. They're like, Hey, these are top guys. Yeah, but when you see AEW, and it's like, you know, you have Adam Cole, who was a champ in NXT, mm-hmm. you have, you know, a guy that was a champ in, in, in the indies, a guy that was a champ somewhere else, and then you bring them all in, yeah. and now, you know, you have Hangman as your main champ. And all these other champions are kind of like doing Dark and doing yeah. Rampage. Yeah. You know, a lot of the fans are like, damn, but I really like loved them when he was. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's it, it gets very tricky. Yeah. Um, And I think they're suffering. I, again, I don't want to put this on Hangman, but I feel like if they had a better world champ, it would go over mm-hmm. smoother because people would be like, okay. Uh, Adam Cole was a champ in NXT, but you know Kenny Omega is the champ now, yeah. or whatever. But because it's Hangman, I think people are more like, "Hey, there's so much talent that could mm-hmm. be champs right now." So yeah. they're they're in a very very tricky situation. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that in in regards to Hangman, you know, having just started a thing with Punk, I hope mm-hmm. that really does invigorate him. And um, CM Punk seems like a guy that would be able to get Hangman over. Even if uh, it results in Hangman losing the title, yeah. which, depending on our predictions, road. <laughs> again, there's there's just some wrestlers who who are great at the chase, yeah. um, but once they get the title, they're just not as entertaining. Yeah, I think yeah. we saw that with with John Moxley when yeah. he was uh, yeah United States champion. I think it was <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. most of the times when he was chasing the championship. Yeah. great TV. even in aw as well like, exactly it was exciting when he but as soon as he became champion it's like now what yeah he got <laughs> hit with the pandemic which wasn't very fair but yeah <clears throat> and um even still same thing with uh you know they did say that you know dark elevation was supposed to be 
kind of like their third mm. main show, <laughs> which never actually happened. And no. it was just another, you know, squash show. So, yeah. and, you know, there was a couple of, of wrestlers that tried to make the best out of it mm -hmm. when they got on dark and tried to make little storylines and, yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah, the fact that like the two, they have all this talent and only have a couple really good storylines. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I know people are going to be like, no, but they have, you know, Jade and they have this and they have yeah. that. But I mean like main, main storylines. They only mm -hmm. have Blackpool combat club, mm -hmm. MJF and Wardlow. Yeah. And whatever they're planning on doing with the CM Punk handman thing. Yeah. Other than that, like every other storyline is kind of like, eh. yeah, it's kind of like mid card to lower mid card. Exactly. And um, yeah, it's just nothing of real substantial weight. Exactly. Like yeah. the wrestling is still great. But yeah. Other than yeah. that, I think that's all that they're hanging that's... their hat on, though. <laughs> yeah. And I think th whether we want to say it or not. They are still a sports entertainment company. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you want to, you know, compete with Vince and all that stuff. And, it's like... And if you want to do alternative, yeah. Ex absolutely. Exactly. But you got a lot of sports entertainers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying. It's, it's like how, you know, how New Japan isn't like doing the whole sports entertainment yeah. thing they're like hey we're yeah. strong style exactly this is what we do that's been rooted in history exactly like, you if come... i go to watch a new japan show or put it on the youtube yep. so i'm like okay i'm not expecting a promo at the beginning exactly. <laughs> that's why even like when you have uh you have guys like evil mm -hmm. and his stable when they interfere it doesn't go over well and not as in like heel heat as yeah. in like hey we don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that over here. Like, yeah. you know, so, you know, that's the thing that AEW has to kind of figure out. Are they going to be, you know, the, the alternative, the more mm -hmm. indie, more, this is like where you come to watch wrestling. Yeah. Or are you going to be sports entertainment? Cause if yeah. you're going to be sports entertainment, then you're very behind right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are going to rely very heavily on wrestling, like you have to make sure that you're, fucking stories are telling bangers. a story yeah like they have to be bangers up and down the car look at um hangman adam cole um they, they did the uh what <laughs> <laughs> you said hangman adam oh okay, okay. <laughs> Just adam sure. adam and adam Got there it. we go <laughs> adam versus adam mm -hmm. um you know it ended in a texas death match which which yeah. is supposed to be like AEW, AEW's equivalent of Hell in a Cell pretty from much. back in the day, yeah, right? When it was much. like, if we get to this point, yeah, it's because you know nothing else works. Mm -hmm. And like, I was watching the match, and it didn't really feel like it got up to that point, right? Like, yeah. I was like, they're just doing this just to do this, but like, mm -hmm. this few never got to, you know, I don't think stealing someone's belt, yeah, you know. I'm gonna put you through a flaming table, yeah, yeah. full of thumbtacks or some it, shit. It felt a bit like a ratings grab, yeah, to me. Like, Again, like when WWE made Hell in a Cell its own pay per view instead of like a blood feud ender uh, type of thing. So it's don't like even get me started. So <laughs> fucking red cage, good lord. Uh, yes, but good debate, good discussion. Jumping over quickly, WWE news. 
They're going to the UK, bitches. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they beat AEW to it. They're, yes, they're going indeed. to the UK. Yes, they're going to this massive uh, stadium in uh, uh, Wellesley. Wellesley, I think <laughs> it is. Could be Wembley. Wembley. No, it's not Wembley. It's not Wembley because I, I would know of Wembley. Uh, hang on. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to do some <laughs> live on air journalism. Okay, they're going to a UK stadium show in, not in Wembley, in Cardiff, Wales. Huck? And that's going to happen. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> <laughs> Wales has a lot of like funny name places. Like, have you ever seen like one of like the longest street names in the world? No. Okay, so it's like one of the longest street names in the world, and it's in Wales, and it's the funniest thing ever to see like regular human beings try to say it, yeah, and then people that live in Wales try, try to, to say, say it. it. <laughs> Listen, all I know is that that UK crowd, they've been dying for a fucking pay per view yes. or a show or yes. anything. <laughs> So I feel like any show that they held, they they have over there is going to yeah. be packed. It's going to be loud. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great fucking time. And as well, uh, opening ticket sales, they did 59,000 approximate mm. ticket sales. And they, I think it can seat like 79,000 or yeah. something like that. 80,000 people. So 59,000. Like that's, that's better ticket sales than that of WrestleMania. For both nights, uh, and for listen, I've I've things. seen a lot a lot of boxing matches in the UK. Yeah, and when I tell you those those UK fans, yeah, are they're, they're different. wild. They are they bitches are, are wild. They are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm re I really hope they finally get their their pay per view and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because that's gonna be a fun fucking time. Absolutely, Drew McIntyre versus Tyson Fury. Yay or nay? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, yay. Yay. Because wow. Tyson Fury is a great fucking talker. Is that right? Yeah. He's a just a natural born entertainer. Yeah, then the bell has to ring. <laughs> Listen, just, you know, do a couple, you know, head, you headlocks or something. Braun Strowman? Did you see that? Do Listen, you remember that? But think about the pop when Tyson Fury wins oh. and then he starts singing with the crowd or whatever he does at the end of his fights. Christ Almighty. You know, think yeah. about the pop, Keenan. And now it is time for what we have all come to listen to. Your reactions to the very first ever Saturday night's main event. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one. I've been chomping at the bit. <laughs> so uh yeah, let's let's uh let's give the people Mm -hmm. Some backstory. Okay. To Saturday night's main event because I, uh, the old K Bones did some digging and did some investigative journalism. That's what you're good at. That's, that's what I'm good at. That's why you get paid the big bucks. That's right. <laughs> uh, Saturday night's main event was a, uh, a strategic replacement to Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. Right on NBC, executive uh, vice president Dick Eversole 
I saw the ratings for the MTV specials, which was the brawl to end it all mm -hmm. and the war to settle the score. That's the oh one with, God. yeah, that's the one so with 80s. Hulk Hogan and Roddy <laughs> Piper. That was the predecessor to the first ever WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, the, the ratings of MTV's two specials did amazing numbers. So Dick Eversall and Vince McMahon decided to strike up a deal, and that deal came in the form of a Saturday Night's Main Event uh, TV special. Okay. So on May the 11th, 1985, in the Nassau Coliseum, it was 8,300 fans packing the sun, bitch. <laughs> 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 and the first ever ratings for the Saturday Night's main event came in at an 8.8. .8. Now, unfortunately, mm -hmm. through all of my investigative journalism, I did not figure out what an 8.8 .8 is. In <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to, because I don't know shit about ratings. I'm like, wait, is this good? Is yeah. this bad? I did my best. I, I found... The calculations, like how to calculate it and what they use, and it's far too fucking complicated for okay. Just know that 8.8 .8 is a lot. Okay, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, because even when um they, they do the, the, the ratings for yeah. WWE and AEW, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm looking at. No. <laughs> uh, but needless to say, that 8.8 .8 rating was the highest rating for Saturday Night's, like, anything uh um during that time period since the 70s and mm. 60s and 70s of saturday night's main event with john belushi and whoever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say this very first foray into saturday night television uh was a success for them mainly because the television shows at the time the weekly tv mm -hmm. uh was a one it was on syndicated television most places which means that it wasn't nationally televised two the television programs that they did have featured mainly the stars in squash matches okay. and promo segments so things like wrestling challenge tnt which was just a fucking talk show <laughs> <laughs> these were only things that were representing the one side of the you know star things and with local joe schmo okay saturday okay. night's main event was the first time on a nationally syndicated tv that uh two big stars were heading off face to face okay so there's a little bit of nugget of wow. information i know that yeah well there you go that's what i'm here for <laughs> <laughs> so we're kicking it off with cindy lopa yeah Yes, Cindy Law. She's with uh, Wendy Richter. Yes, the current women's champion. Yep. And she's going to be defending the title against Moolah. Moolah. All right, the fabulous Moolah. And uh, Lopper is giving some uh, some tips and some advice <laughs> uh, in the opening. <laughs> I, yeah, you can call that advice. In the opening promo here, she says, the first thing you got to watch out for is you got to watch the hair. Because you know the Moolah likes to go after the hair. Okay? You got to keep your trunk strong. And... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what she meant by that. Because <laughs> Wendy wasn't wearing trunks. No, uh, Wendy was just like, she's just listening to her. You got to keep your trunk strong. And then the greatest advice of all <laughs> fucking time. We're going to do the bad principle. The beat annihilate 
I am destroyed. <laughs> Amazing first 45 seconds. Holy shit. The whole time, I'm just like, this is the worst advice to give anybody. Best way to start shit. Uh, then we flip on over to the other side, the other 30 seconds, being uh, given to Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Mr. T. Hulk Hogan will be defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Cowboy Bob Orton. He has a very standard year, just hyping mm-hmm. for 30 seconds. He's being the regular to that of Cindy Lauper's batch in greatness. This one was your typical Hogan promo. A exactly. lot of brothers, you know. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, Mr. T was there, so we got a little, I pity yeah. the fool. Pity the fool, but yeah. Piper, if Piper gets involved, I'll pity I'll the fool. I'll pity him. I'll pity the fool. <laughs> and then, of course, we uh, we get the opening promo. The that, most yeah. 80s thing I've ever seen. Yes, the, the, the unfortunate thing uh, about it is dying. that it doesn't play the original theme song. There was a different one? Yes, oh and God. it was the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will be playing it for this episode intro. <laughs> <laughs> so don't you dare worry. Uh, Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon. Young Vince. Yes, yep. they are on the desk for tonight. Um, before we head to the ring for our first match, we get uh, a backstage, well, I mean, not even a backstage, at the entranceway interview. Yeah, because... Yeah, <laughs> For some reason, for this show, all the interviews are done like right at the yes. entrance. Yeah, for it was some actually, fucking reason, it was the same thing with WrestleMania as well. Uh, the first WrestleMania yeah. had Lord Alfred Hayes at the at the at the gorilla position, yeah. for lack of a better so term. like <laughs> so. Uh, Iron Sheik, George Steele, and Nikola Volkov—they're in the ring. That's right. And then we cut to Mean Gene, who's with uh, U.S. Express and uh, Ricky Steamboat. Yes, and that and... is Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. Yes, yep. All right, yep. and Captain Lewis Albino, and he's uh, he's warning the Blassie, all right, about an ass whooping should he get involved. All yep. right, Blassie and Albano coming to blows on Saturday Night Main Event if you're not careful. <laughs> all right, <laughs> now John. We've we've come through that opening foray. Okay? okay, you've had the promos, you've had the opening passages, you've had Jesse Ventura, Vince McMahon on the desk. You are sucked into 1985 in the best way. You are in the DeLorean in the hot seat. Yep. How are you feeling right now? Are you fucking hyped? <laughs> <laughs> I was not fucking hyped, but I was having a good time. So far, I'm having a good time. Real 80 shit. Imagine, imagine if you will, a six-year-old me. (laughs) (laughs) I found this six-hour VHS tape. Okay, I had just gotten through WrestleMania, where legitimately my favorite match on the card was Andre the Giant and Big John Stud just hitting each other for six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I thought it was over, it skipped for about four seconds, you know, it just did that bloop, 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 and then on popped this. Lanny Kai and Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter and Hulk Hogan, Mr. T I'd never even seen before. I never even knew Mr. T existed. 
fucking Jesse Ventura in a pink outfit. <laughs> so as a young six-year-old, you were losing your I shit. I was ecstatic. Oh <laughs> <laughs> this is KJ's childhood in the best form possible. So here we go. Match number one. Yep. It is the aforementioned U.S. Express and Ricky Steamboat taking on the tag champions mm-hmm. of Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik, along with George the Animal Steels. Yep. Albano in the U.S. corner, Blassie in the foreigner corner. <laughs> before uh, before the match starts, uh, mm-hmm. Nikola Volkov, if I'm butchering that name, I'm sorry. I yes. do not know Russian. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> he tells everyone to stand for the Russian national anthem, you know, his gimmick already. Absolutely. Um, halfway through, the Iron Sheik grabs the mic, mm-hmm. and he says words. <laughs> I'm not sure if you picked up on any. I, I did. But I he, did pick up on he definitely said words, <laughs> something about Russia and then yeah. something about the U.S. Yeah. Not liking it. Specifically, Achte. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I noticed this time for the first time ever was that Iron, Iron Sheik's belt was actually coming apart. Like the metal piece. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the big plate was actually coming <laughs> off of the leather, which I found amazing. And, <laughs> and right after that, we get the most American theme song <laughs> in wrestling from the U.S. Express. Also, not the original song. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, their original song, I shit you not, is Real American. Wow. Is Hulk Hogan's theme. Really? Yes, and Hulk Hogan was coming out to Eye of the Tiger at the time. Okay, because this theme was fucking great. Yes, this, I believe, is a ripoff of Bruce Springsteen's song, uh, Born in the USA or something like that. Listen, this song made me proud to be an American, and I'm Canadian. You should be be proud. America. He has very American, very patriotic. Uh, this was purposeful. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the Iron Sheik and Barry Windham to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sheik tries to go for a cheap shot, a big punch, but it is blocked. Barry gives him what for? A hip toss and a body slam mm-hmm. and a, uh, a tag to Mike Rotunda. Yeah, the baby faces do a good job of making sure Sheik stays in their Incredible corner. Incredible job. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. This, which is usually the opposite usually mm-hmm. but whatever yes yes it's a mike to, uh, it's a tag from mike rotunda to ricky steamboat mm-hmm. both of them working with the axe handles ricky dragon steamboat is working the arm and then a tag back into mike rotunda a double team move on the sheik right uh, the, the the sheik then is managing to to get back into it he gets an abdominal stretch for all of about six seconds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before he's uh, hip-tossed, and it's a pure six brawl, as the great Gordon Soli would say. Mm. All men are in, and then the heels have to take a powder. Yeah, they got to take a little, they got to regroup. They got to regroup on the outside. They're being taken advantage of here. Uh, It is a top rope drop kick by Ricky the Dragon, followed up quickly with the frying crossbody. Mm -hmm. Nikolai Volkov breaking it up. 
uh, and then the tag is made to Volkov. Um, but Volkov doesn't have any time to get any offensive as Barry Windham is tagged back in. Listen, the baby faces were in control this yes, entire fucking I time. have it here. Like, good God, the fast pace of this six-man tag, um, which is incredible coming from the Sheik, Volkov, and... Yeah, the, no, the know. Sheik impressed because I, I don't watch that much yes. of the Sheik. So I was really impressed with him being able to keep up with yeah. with this pace. Like they all kept an incredible mm-hmm. pace, which I'm like extraordinarily impressed with. Uh, finally, George not mm-hmm. only breaks up a count by uh, Mike Rotunda at one point, uh, but then uh, tag into George Steele's. Yeah, and it is George Steele's and it is Barry Windham going blow for blow. They start trading yeah, shots. Barry, you know, hammers in George a couple of times. George goes. To get a tag and get out of there, mm-hmm. but the foreigners drop down. They don't want any part of it. George is a little bit confused, and yeah. then oh no, a roll up and a one, two, three. <laughs> that is that. <laughs> and I I like the match. I didn't like that finish. <laughs> no, because <laughs> they've been beating the shit out of the heels this entire time and then you're gonna end it with the roll up it's kind of just like not only that but they rolled up the guy that was fresh yeah george didn't take a single amount of punishment and also if if you see that his team leaves you're out of three one why roll him (laughs) up just take your time and beat the shit out of him beat his ass um, but you know George, then you know he's frustrated and he does his whole "I'm gonna rip the turnbuckle" thing. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. He's eating the asbestos. Volkov and the Sheik try to do a blindside, try to do an attack. Georgie Animal steals the hot fire, just just takes them both out, sends them packing, uh, and. <laughs> Yeah, turns face in the process. Yeah. Captain Lou consoling George the Animal yes. consoling him right into the bosom. I don't get what what it was with the eighties and having wrestlers' whole gimmicks be. I'm just a stupid grown. <laughs> man. Like, I'm just dumb as shit. Because <laughs> the way Lou was like, just you know, grabbing him like a mother and <laughs> like a baby bird. Like, I'm like, this is a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so funny. Oh god! But uh, Mean Gene tries to interview Nick because again he's in the entrance, so yes. he, everyone has to pass by him. <laughs> so he tries to interview them, and no surprise because they're in the exit. Yeah, George Steele catches up to them, and just they start brawling. You know, great, great segment yes. all together. <laughs> yes, we go to commercial. When we return, it is time for Piper's Pit. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is Piper's Pit with Paul Orndorff. And Bob Orton. Yes, Bob Orton is there, of course, the bodyguard of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Still donning the cast, of course. Yeah, um, I think, um, what was it, like uh, 30 years now? With at the least, cast on? Yeah. at least, yes, yeah. yes. You know, it takes a long time for, a, for our it arm do, to heal. A decent amount of time, oh, especially yeah. when you're a wrestler. Come on. We'll <laughs> see later on how much that fucking arm gets beat. There's no wonder that it took him so goddamn long. <laughs> I don't know, maybe just putting the cast and still wrestling is kind of like, you know, a dead giveaway, but maybe who knows. <laughs> but Piper wants to talk to Orndorff about the loss of WrestleMania. This whole segment was fucking hilarious. <laughs> take I love. Take us through it, John. Tell us how you felt. Loved this segment. <laughs> so we cut. We we cut to the ring. 
Piper and Paul are are sitting down in the chair. Yes. Piper put his puts his arm around Paul and he says, "Hey, let's talk about what happened at WrestleMania, <laughs> man to man." <laughs> but Paul, he gets up. He's like, "No, no, no. Bob Warren needs to get in the corner. I don't trust you. I don't trust nothing that's going on. That's right. Bob needs to get in the corner." Yeah. And for some reason, <laughs> uh. Roddy Piper just starts screaming at him. Come, just sit down. Enraged. <laughs> just sit down and let's talk about this. And then he gets up. He's like, you know what, Bob? Go on, go in the corner. I'm going to be fine. And he's like, all right. Bob's in the corner. Now just sit down, Paul. Like, he's begging Paul to sit down. <laughs> um, finally, Paul sits down. He's like, you know what? Fine. Let's talk about this about men. After he said ladies first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a classic <laughs> line. He's like, you know, I'll sit. But they sit down. Yes. And then after everyone's calm, in like the first five seconds, Roddy Piper calls him a loser. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> after he finally gets this man to calm down, he's sitting down on the chair. The first thing he says is like, man, you're a loser. You're a loser. You're a loser. Yeah. He's the guy that got his shoulders pinned at WrestleMania. And, you know, Paul, of course, in rage, he gets back up. Mm-hmm. And this makes Roddy lose it. He's like, just sit down, man. <laughs> I almost turned off my computer. And that was... Like, this man was losing his shit. He's like, just sit down, man. Come on. I love how this was the whole crux of the promo. <laughs> like, it's just about him wanting to sit him down just sit so that down. he can insult him <laughs> because, some more. Because, you know, Paul being the bigger man, he sits down again. He's like, yes. all right, let's 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 yes. have this conversation. Yes. Once Roddy gets him to sit down, he's like, you know, you disappointed your family. <laughs> Disappointed your family. You're nothing but a piece of garbage, man. And, and Paul Orndorff was one of like the greatest comebacks that I've ever heard. He's like, you've been drinking too much of your own bath water. <laughs> right? And he does, like Bob or- uh, Bob Horton tries to advance on him at one point. Yep. Paul Orndorff says, you stay. And then Piper stands up and is like, sit. You and sit. <laughs> And Piper sits, and then he gets even angrier again. Like, this is pure what? comedy. This was pure madness. Comedy. Yes. This was absolute madness. This yes. was the greatest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Finally, it comes to a, a head. Piper feigns that he's going to leave. Yeah. Says, that's enough. If you're not going to be civil, I'm getting out of here. Tries to throw a punch. Orndorff says, ah, no. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Takes down Orton, goes for a pile driver on Roddy Piper, who's wearing actual tidy whities <laughs> uh, But Bob Orton saves him with the cast to the yep. back of the dome. Yep. Mr. T comes to the aid of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And um, uh, yeah, cooler heads seem to prevail <sighs> for now. That was such a fun segment. <laughs> that was such... Roddy trying to calm Paul Orndorff down just so he can insult him (laughs) some more. It's fucking just perfect. It's just fucking perfect. The best. Uh, (laughs) uh, Back at the entranceway with Hulk Hogan, uh, he's going to be doing it for his mother, brother. 
that right? <laughs> I was going to bring that up. <laughs> he's, he's dedicating this match to his mother because it's nearly Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, I think, didn't Mother Day, Mother's Day pass and this was... It might have. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure when Mother's Day was in this day and age. <laughs> what I know is that he's doing it for his mother, brother. All right? And now it is, uh, it is time. For the world championship match, match number two, Hulk Hogan defending against Cowboy Bob Orton. They look not the worse for wear at all, mm-hmm. having just been in a brawl with Paul Orndorff. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that, that I found fucking funny, too, that like after the brawl, they kind of just have to stay <laughs> yeah. in the ring. <laughs> Act like they're fine relatively, just warm up for the match. Uh, Mr. T shows back up at ringside, taking off his shirt, revealing that ripped ripped physique yep indeed uh it's brawl to start yeah bob orton doesn't even get his chaps off yet and he's getting the clothes lines he's getting slam after slam after slam and finally Hogan orton him with says, like six slams yes back to back yeah and paul orndorff can't handle it anymore he powders out gets the chaps off and now he's ready for business <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tries to run at Hogan, but instead gets rammed into the steel post. Mm-hmm. In which case, Hulk Hogan, like a fucking vicious heel, decides <laughs> to work the casket arm. He bites Orton. <laughs> yes, he bites Orton on the top of the head, and Vince McMahon denies that he does it. <laughs> which is so because I've that's never been part of his moveset. <laughs> I'm like, why did you choose this moment for it to do this? What What is going on? Uh, Hogan takes this time to smash Orton's arm off mm-hmm. of the steel post. Uh, yeah, he's he is after this arm, yep. destroying it. So, but then um, Orton hits him with just the a uh, beautiful flying knee. Exactly. I didn't even know he could jump that <laughs> high, but he hits him with a beautiful fucking flying Indeed. knee. Indeed. And uh, Orton takes control at this mm. moment. It is an atomic drop by Cowboy Bob, but it is yep. a near fall. Uh, Piper is absolutely fucking apoplectic at real side. <laughs> at ringside, he is going berserk during this match. Anytime Cowboy Bob does anything, a knee to the skull, a forearm to the back of the head, Piper is like, pin him! Pin him! <laughs> and it was so confusing, too, because um, Bob would go for the pin, but Roddy would be banging on the side of the, So you would confuse it with the rest count, and I'm like, why would you do this? <laughs> Piper is just unbelievable. Um, Bob working Hulk Hogan over for a long old time, but yeah. Hulk Hogan finally begins to Hulk up, baby. And then Hogan with big clothesline and an elbow drop, but it is a near fall. Uh, Bob Orton then uses the atomic drop once again in order to get out of the 10-punch spot. Yep. And he is back in control. He sets up for the superplex. And if he hits the superplex, it's game over. <laughs> game over. Back in those days, that was like <laughs> the most deadliest move ever. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Uh, but Hogan fights out of it, uh, drops an elbow from the top rope, and then follows it up with the big Hulk Hogan leg drop of doom. But Roddy Piper hits the ring, hits Hulk Hogan. It is a DQ. He just fucking decks Hogan in the face. He does, he does. Uh, Mr. T gets in. It is a brawl between the four, but it uh, quickly turns into a two-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Piper, Bob Orndorff, they attack Mr. T. They go to attack Hulk Hogan, but who shall arrive? 
the man who probably didn't even leave ringside. No, no, probably was just sitting down. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful Paul Orn Dwarf hits the ring and is now three on two. Yep. This is a travesty of justice. Uh, Piper and Orndorff hit the hay. Yep. Yes, yes. What did you think of that match? I liked it. Yes. I, I liked it very – I thought it was going to be a squash match, but <laughs> Bob was able to get it in a couple couple moves. So far in the show, I'm loving This is supposed to be a punishment pay-per-view. <laughs> and, like, at by this point in the paper, I'm like, is am I watching the right fucking show? Because this is great so far. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm glad that you're loving it. Backstage with uh, – well, not backstage. Again, I keep <laughs> – we're practically in the seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mean Dream with the fabulous Moolah. Oh yeah, this this was the part where I was kind of like, <laughs> this was weird. This was this was dumb. This was what I was waiting. For. Oh my god! <laughs> Mula says that she's going to win back the uh, the title and she's going to keep it forever this time. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Lopa is barred from ringside. Yeah, she okay. Mula Mula went to the WWF higher ups. Yes, they gave her. A paper instead of telling the ref, they just yeah. handed her a paper and was like, okay. "Yo, just show this." Yeah. <laughs> and and it's know, a scroll. It's a scroll. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, it's the '80s. Not. The, <laughs> it was so weird. They gave her a scroll, like, and she's supposed to hand this to the officials like before a, the match starts. Like an official decree. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, yes, Gene uh, points out that it is. Uh, 28 years as a champion the first time God, fabulous Mula. Yeah, it's uh, very possible that it could be another long reign for Mula. Mm -hmm. Shall she win tonight? <laughs> and then we cut to Cindy and uh, Wendy. Mm -hmm. um, and they're basically reacting to <laughs> what Mula said. That's right. And Cindy said, hey, I don't care about that paper. <laughs> I'm going to still show up because I'm her manager. That's right. That's right. Which is, you know, yeah, so, again, and, just another great, yeah. great logic by Cindy. <laughs> and she's talking about how, it, uh, you know, Moolah gets involved in all the matches. Mm -hmm. Her and Leilani Kai, they get involved. They're pulling the hair. <laughs> they're attacking us. You remember what happened at Wrestling Mania? You remember <laughs> what happened at Wrestling Mania, Gene? So I'm going to be there for my gal because I'm a manager. <laughs> These bunch of fucking country trailer park trash women. So then, oh, my God. So then uh, Mula comes out. She, uh, you know, she has her paper and everything. That's right. Um, and Cindy and Wendy come out. And mm -hmm. the fans are going <laughs> fucking insane for Cindy. They're they're trying to rip her like clothes off. <laughs> that shit. She got a bigger reaction than Hogan. Yes, that was yes. incredible. They're I've never to, seen a crowd like that. Yeah, they're trying to tear her limb from limb. Fam, they yes. loved this lady. Yes, Wendy is making her entrance with Cindy Lauper, managing to forage through the jungle of the fans. <laughs> the savages. Yes, until they finally make it to the ring, in which case Cindy Lauper is promptly sent back. <laughs> I don't know what she thought was going to happen. Mula has a, a scroll. She has a scroll. She has an official decree. So, you know, after everyone makes their entrance, Howard Finkel reads and he's like, yeah, you, you got to go to the back. 
and she doesn't even go all the way to the back. She goes to the entranceway with everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> sitting with a monitor to watch the match that she can probably see <laughs> from about 15 feet. Yeah, she's like, should I turn slightly <laughs> to my left and watch this live? Or watch this on the smallest monitor mm-hmm. ever created. <laughs> she chose the latter. Uh, yes, yeah, so the match gets underway. Moolah using a foreign object to attack Wendy Richter. Moolah mm-hmm. uh, tosses out Wendy and taunts. She puts the double bicep. Right, this old, old woman. Yeah, she was <laughs> way past her prime. There was nothing there. There was no muscle. Many would say she was never in her prime. <laughs> Uh, needless to say, though, she delivers one stiff ass kick to Wendy Richter. Oh yeah, no, she's um she's using all the heel tactics, yes, eye yes. rakes, mm-hmm. choking her with the robes. Yep. Uh, she goes to taunt the crowd a little bit. Wendy Richter takes this moment to drop kick and send Mula over the top. That was a crazy ass mm-hmm. drop kick too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, back in now, but Moolah no selling it and just backdrops mm-hmm. Wendy Richter. <laughs> goes for a meal for all doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> um, Wendy and Mula here. Um, so this is the deal: is that these ladies hate each other, yeah. like IRL hate each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so neither one of them are selling anything that the other one is doing. <laughs> yeah, you could you can notice once you know Wendy drops kicks yeah. up eighty year old lady off the top rope <laughs> to the ground, and she's just like, okay, just well, gets <laughs> let's get back in there. Yeah. Uh, they do like the pull off the rope spot where yeah. they do like the boom. Yeah. boom. That was dumb. Moolah doesn't even sell that. She just gets back up. They and do then it they again. do it again. Uh, it's a near fall. This is a fucking terrible match. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the <laughs> goes for a body slam. Does the fabulous Moolah, but it gets reversed into the small package and picks up the win. Yeah. Cindy Lauper even, comes racing. Even in the eighties, women only got like five minutes only tops. Got a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, Cindy Lauper comes racing back down, trying to celebrate, and then gets slapped in the fucking face. <laughs> this whole show is yes. just chaotic. <laughs> she gets. <laughs> This entire show was so fucking chaotic. She's running and she gets slapped. She gets slapped in the face. And then you can see that it's actually really upset her. And she's really angry. And she's still walking. And then someone pulls her hair. Before the security can get. Because on her entrance. Security's right beside her, but when Wendy won, she kind of outran the security, which was a bad, bad idea. <laughs> she paid for it. Oh my god. You have security for a reason. Don't outrun your security. So she gets in the ring and they celebrate for a little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And even on the way back, you can tell that she was... She was so pissed. She was like, very she was angry. Done. Yeah. She does not like the wrestling fans. This, <laughs> is, this is one of, if not the last, appearances of Cindy Lauper. Um, and and if we could, for just a brief moment, talk about the rock and wrestling connection and how pivotal uh, 
um, Cindy Lauper was, as well mm-hmm. as Mr. T, um, for getting the rock and wrestling connection started. Um, Cindy Lauper is was at the time the biggest mm-hmm. pop star, um, launching off the back of the MTV. The, the The birth of MTV was a huge thing for her, and um, girls just want to have fun, which is something that Lou Albano was a part of. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he was even in the video and all that's that. That's right. Yeah. Yes, and that merger together really kickstarted a lot of things. She did a huge amount in order to help the WWF with mainstream credibility. Yeah. Um, as much as Mr. T did, if not more so. Um, and the the rock and wrestling connection is incredible, and it was so pivotal in the WWF to get that boom period. That's like the early stages of. Uh, sports entertainment, as you would say. Yes. That's like the very early, early stages of that. Yes. And um, it it, it literally is because it Mm -hmm. it jumpstarts away from that wrestling. Exactly. um, Which you would have seen, actually, for the most part at WrestleMania just a little bit before then. Yeah. And then the the slow transition, thanks to Saturday Night's main event as well. It went from, you know, wrestling to big names, big colors. Yeah. You know, it's more of like, okay, let's focus on the entertainment aspect Mm -hmm. than the actual wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, just before we move on here and sticking with Wendy and Mula and how much they hate each other, Mm -hmm. I did ask you before we started the podcast episode if you knew anything about Wendy Richter and the Spider Lady. No, I have no idea what the Spider Lady is. The Spider Lady. The Spider Lady is a wrestler. Okay. A female wrestler. Okay. okay? And um, the, they would eventually have a match. I Wendy think I know Richter what you're talking and about. The Spider now. Lady. I think I know. And what it's you're known talking. as the original screw. Yeah, there we go. I, I just never knew that was her name, but okay, okay, I got yes, you. Yes, indeed. I got and, you. Uh, yes, this was when Mula <laughs> screwed Wendy Richter out of the women's title was unmasked to the spider lady in order to be, in fact, the fabulous Mula. Fabulous Mula. Yes, yes. I remember that. Yes, these women have a deep-seated hatred, and I just thought that nugget of information was was nice to share. (laughs) Well, I didn't, I never knew what the wrestler, because, you know, it's been so long that everyone just knows it's Mula. Yes. So I never knew that she actually went with a a fake name and everything. She committed to the bit. Yes. I like it. Back (laughs) at the entrance ramp with JYD and his mama. Yep. Yes. uh, Mama has never been to New York. Uh, JYD wishing everybody a happy mother day. And uh, his mother's name is Bertha. Yeah. Old, old Southern (laughs) You don't you don't see no Berthas anymore. No. That's an old that's, southern name. That's a very biscuits and grits yes, lady. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Very poor on I'm, the streets. But I'm I'm proud of of everybody because this could have gone left, <laughs> and I'm proud that you know even in the eighties we we're like yo you know what let's not go left <laughs> let's <laughs> let's keep this train on the tracks here. So I was like uh, hey, keeping good this shit. train on the tracks with the Duke of Dorchester, <laughs> Pete Doherty. Who is now my favorite wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) With the junkyard dog accompanied by his mama. Yeah. So a weird moment happened at the beginning. Because junkyard dog is coming in the ring with a chair. Yes. 
and the ref stops him. He's like, you know, you can't come in here with the chair. No chair, sir. Takes the chair and he uses it to sit his mom down. Yeah. And me, and I think also Jesse Ventura had the same question, which was, was he going to sit his mom inside the <laughs> ring? What the fuck? <laughs> what was happening there? So I'm glad that me and, and Jesse were on the same page on that one. <laughs> uh, the junkyard dog is hot to start off with mm-hmm. the clotheslines, the headbutts. Uh, Pete Doherty is trying desperately to attack Bertha. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, Junkyard Dog throws him outside, and he he, he does, like, the yeah. swinging motion. He takes a swing. You know. He's going for Mama. He's going for Bertha. Uh, Pete screams like a bitch <laughs> when the Junkyard Dog is pulling on his hair. Yeah. Hysterical. And then another headbutt by the Junkyard Dog. Pete already is selling his ass off. He's, He's great. bumping around like He's... no one's business with the Junkyard Dog. Uh, JYD is not even breaking a sweat. JYD is barely moving. (laughs) He is making him look like a fucking world eater in there. He is. He's selling like a madman. Uh, The JYD hits an atomic drop. He also hits the thump, Mm -hmm. which is the power slam in order to finish it off. It's an easy win for the Junkyard Dog. Very much a showcase match a la the superstars. Uh, JYD and uh, Bertha. Get a little dance on the dancer dance. Yes, it's a Mother's Day celebration, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, speaking of which, we had officially for the first time backstage. (laughs) (laughs) So we go backstage. Cindy's throwing a Mother's Day party. That's right. And you know we got JYD with his mom. That's right. Then we go to to uh, Freddie. Fred Blassie. Oh, no. We go to the Iron Sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and I have the audio. Listen to this shit. Don't look all that happy. Tag team champions, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. You know, gentlemen, I'm sick and tired about Sandy Lopper and that fat new Albano because how far is it from here to Carolina? God bless you. For this season, she sent a very invitation too late. I wish I could have him in the ring to actually slam please, him. Please, please, gentlemen, right. every street. You know, my mother lives in Moscow, Russia, and Sandy Lopper thinks my mother. It is the most bonkers thing that I've ever heard in my life. He didn't give me the chance to give the ticket. And I can't even get them from Soviet Russia. Russia number one. My mom's in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how is she throwing a party expecting my mom to? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you even here? <laughs> They're the only heels. They're the only heels. <laughs> And they're the only ones who felt their mothers. No, I'm like, why, why are they there? <laughs> and then you, you know, the Iron Sheet, they're like they're both like really menacing guys. But then yeah. the Iron Sheet just has like this little pink <laughs> cup in his hands. Oh, oh, this God. whole show was so yes. fucking chaotic. So then we go to Fred Blassie, and Fred Blassie's there with a girl who's probably in her mid twenties, <laughs> to be generous. Yes, and. You know, well, well, easy now. <laughs> if you're being generous with 20, then you're saying that she's 18. <laughs> Go easy now. <laughs> Listen, I, 
I don't know how, how women look back in the yeah, day. It's but a lesson mad now. Young. Easy now. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Mean Jean asks him, who's who's this lady? And Fred's like, this is my mother, <laughs> Laura. She looks pretty good, don't she? <laughs> don't she look good? And then Jean opens without missing a beat, tries to hit on her. Tries just, to kiss her. kiss her. He <laughs> leans in like he just learned this woman's name. <laughs> And just starts leaning in right for the a, kiss. Right at a Mac. What the fuck was the show? Honestly. Uh, <laughs> Hulk, Cindy with their mamas, mm. respectively. Mm. Uh, Cindy, uh, Wendy Ricker is just there very much. Just, <laughs> just getting the rub off yeah, of Cindy hey, here. Just... Um, and then Moolah crashes the party. Starts dissing on Cindy's mom hard. <laughs> talking about how she's created a scarecrow woman. Oh my god. Or whatever the hell he's from or she's from or whatever. And you know for a fact that I should be the woman's champion right now. <laughs> and you're not giving me the time of day. I'm gonna get my victor. Um <laughs> I'm, I raise better kids than you. I got a granddaughter, I got a daughter. Oh my god. Madness. Uh, also, one thing uh, I totally forgot to mention with the women's match, now yeah. that we're talking about Wendy and uh Moolah. Yes. Um, they called the championship the ladies' heavyweight yes, championship. They did. What they the did. fuck was the 80s? Yeah, I, <laughs> what, <laughs> I swear this whole show, everyone was on acid or something <laughs> when they were writing it. This was fucking madness. A very different time. Um, because after Wendy, after Mula goes on that whole tirade about, you know, just being a better mother and all that. Yeah. Um, Cindy... They get in a bra. She pushes Wendy into the cake. <laughs> Moolah. Uh, Moolah into yeah. the cake, which also takes down Mean Jean. <laughs> and they're both covered in cake. And as Mean Jean's like, hey, Moolah, what have you got us into? Cindy just fucking <laughs> nails Moolah with a piece of cake. <laughs> and you can see Moolah was not happy about that shit. <laughs> And Cindy just fucking runs out. I was I'm not sure what that cake was made out of because that cake didn't break. It didn't bend. It's a brick. That was a brick. She just nails Wendy. Oh, uh, nails Mula with that fucking piece of cake, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Mula falls over. Uh, <laughs> she no sold the cake. Of course. Not. Uh- <laughs> Uh, back to Jesse and Vince that says so long from Saturday night's main event and there you have it <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah so let's get into it match of the night standout <laughs> star <laughs> and the show rating overall Jono <laughs> uh, what do you have for god, the uh, damn. <laughs> match of the night Hogan Orton okay. that was the only one that was could be even called a match. All right, fair, uh, fair enough. Standout star. It has to be Pete. Gotcha. Pete was amazing. <laughs> I love Pete, mm-hmm. the palest human being I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. And Michelle rating out of five. Holy shit! Probably like a four point five, four point <laughs> seven. Listen, because this these these shows are supposed to be punishment matches or whatever. <laughs> So I was coming in expecting a trainer, <laughs> especially 80s, you know, 85, yeah. the first episode of a show. Yeah. And um, I think I told you yeah. on the network, you, <laughs> I saw like the first, yes. the first three episodes 
And just from the thumbnails, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> these are going to be the worst things ever. Yes. So I was expecting this to be like the lowest of the low, <laughs> but I ended up having a fucking blast. Wonderful. This shit was entertaining from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Roddy killed everyone, was fucking amazing. Even yes. Moolah and Wendy, who, who were not at their best, yeah. was still entertaining to watch. Like yeah. that whole shit was fucking great. <laughs> So if you haven't watched it, go. It's like an hour. It is. It's it fucking was a great. Fucking breeze to get through. Oh my god! Absolutely wonderful. Yes. But um, your your ratings now? Indeed, yes. Match of the night. I'm actually gonna go with the six man tag. Fair I enough. think they did a very fast pace. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the finish, which was just bonkers. <laughs> nonsense. Uh, my standout star is fucking Moolah. <laughs> Listen, sometimes there's beauty in the chaos, man. It was a train wreck. It was a goddamn train wreck. But if you can make the train wreck entertaining, oh then my god! Right. Like she was just—I was roaring when I was looking at Mula. <laughs> Unbelievable. And show rating, yeah. Nostalgia be damned. Rose tinted goggles. This is a five star fucking show. Outright, downright. This was so much fucking fun. This was not fun, only fun watching, show. but reviewing this with you <laughs> was an absolute blast. Half of this was a punishment. It really was. <laughs> but half of this was taking a trip down memory lane oh, yeah. and just feeling like this would be a great thing to do. And I'm so <laughs> glad that we did it. No, I'm very happy. Because if it weren't for the punishment, I probably would have never seen this yes. show. So I'm very glad because this is definitely one that if I have like kids who are into wrestling, I'm gonna pop this in this the TV the and this be like, look one. at this fucking madness. <laughs> <laughs> look at this chaos. It was absolutely wonderful. And I have a question for you, John. Oh my god. Given the time that we just had together with this show. Mm-hmm. Do you wish to explore more of Saturday Night's main event? Oh, I know it's going to be downhill from here, but I, I I love 80s wrestling. So, you know, if I get at least one good match out of it, I, I would probably watch it. Bring it on. Especially since all the shows are like an hour. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> stay tuned. Oh, my God. Because we will... <laughs> We will at some point in the future be chipping away at the Saturday Night's main event legacy. (laughs) AJ Johnson and Just John going colossal tasseling all Saturday night long. (laughs) Absolutely. But until then, all right, we've got a little bit of uh, 90s wrestling to yep. get back into. Yep. we got to go back into the Rock Austin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're going to be heading back with next week's episode being Capital Carnage. Yep. Our first trip to the UK. Our first trip across the pond, John. Yeah, since we were just talking about it at, at the, in the new segment. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, we're gonna sense. be We're going to be flying over to London and mm-hmm. we're going to have our first live podcast there in London. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to catch Capital Carnage. Uh, it's going to be a great time, right, John? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. Going to get some tea and some crumpets. Oh my. That's what we're going to do. All the great 
UK things. Uh, yes, we're going to take a trip with Capital Carnage. Then we're hitting rock bottom and everything in between. So exciting. Mm-hmm. What an amazing time we are going to have with this podcast in the next month or so. I'm looking forward to it. We hope that you have enjoyed it, friends. Uh, another great edition of the Colossal Tussle podcast. You can uh, follow us on all the great things. All I'm going to let <clears throat> Big Just John handle it. <laughs> give us give us the details, my friend. Follow us on Twitter, the Colossal Tussle One. Follow us on YouTube at the Colossal Tussle. Subscribe. Do all those cute things that That's right. they tell you to do. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes, you can find us on Spotify, in which you uh, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. follow, hit the little bell. That Mm -hmm. way, if you're ever like, when is the next episode? Your phone's going to ring and be like, hey, here it is. It's going to do a bloop, bloop. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just click on that, and you get to hear our soothing, soothing voices. Angelic voices. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, You can follow us individually on Instagram. I am at Director KJ, and you are... Faron36, that's F-A-R-E-O-N 36. That's right, that's right. And we're going to be... We're going to be a bit more... You know, public with our community going we forward. Yeah, yes, we're gonna to. get on the Twitter. We gotta we're show you guys some love. Instagrams. Mm-hmm. We're gonna really share the love, and we're gonna we're gonna support all of us, all of us, you yeah. know, together in this fight in Canadian independent love and <laughs> podcasting and wrestling. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that's what it's all about so we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the colossal tussle podcast tune in to episode nine if it's anything like wrestlemania nine we're fucked (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have a cool like slogan to send us off on no 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 i gotta percolate that until next week brother Gotta percolate that till next week, brother. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Uh, Yes, but until then, we are...